This is Eric. And this is Ross. And you're listening to Verse Verse. Verse. What's up, Eric? What up, Mama? How was your week? Yeah, you know, a little bit better. Last time we were on, I was oh, a little on yeah. edge. Just I was a bit. Read a bitch. Drag read her. It. Drag her. Uh, we, but, but today I'm feeling better because that's good. I have a good friend here with us. Oh, who me? Yes. Honey, yeah, we were gonna introduce you. <laughs> Flip that hair. You know, just legend, icon, and star. Legendary, legendary. Okay, David Sosa. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you did. It was I, that was your voice, wasn't it? A little bit. It was your voice, right? You recorded that? No. Oh, you did it? No, that was someone from YouTube. Okay, but it's cute. It's cute. Um, thank you for coming, Buffy. No problem. Anytime. Um, thank you for being a fan. Claro. Amongst some haters. Well, you know, you guys are very divisive. We are. <laughs> we get. Yeah, I, she, yeah she wow, listens. We got one of our two listeners. She, she listens. One of our two. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to go into the topic of Ross. So we're going to talk about um, something, I guess it doesn't really have a good code name or anything, but we Straight it's up. known as HIV criminalization. Um, and basically, in a nutshell, what it is, is that in 32 states and a few territories, by the way, I'm going to throw out some facts here that may not be quite factually accurate i will reference them and look them up in the course of us talking so i may do corrections but at the in any regard when we're um when we post this there's going to be a link to the resources that we speak about so basically um back in the 1980s just to give a little history back in the 1980s when uh hiv was first discovered Right, and still lethal. It was very lethal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, if you don't, if you don't access treatment, it's still very lethal. Right, right, right. Um, it's just that treatment is available to pretty much anybody who wants it. I mean, if yeah, anyone who wants it can get treated. There's no government in the advanced world or even in the developing world that doesn't have access to HIV medications. Um, so basically now there are some caveats there, right? Some people have very rare, very rare, meaning like one in hundreds of millions, uh, where they, there are very challenging, uh, treatment regimens, but in general, everyone who wants treatment can access, can get treatment. The issue happened in the 1980s that there was true full on panic and some would say for very good reasons, other would, others would say not. But what happened is all of the states created some kind of law that... Specific to HIV. Right. Specific to HIV transmission. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Not to HIV transmission. That is a very common misconception. The law criminalized people for being HIV positive. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. any behaviors. You word it correctly, yeah. Yeah, any behaviors that normal, normal, meaning anyone and everyone, everyday people, any normal human behaviors like being upset and maybe spitting, <laughs> or biting, or biting, which does not transmit 
HIV. Which never it's a has. Fact. But if you were a person with HIV and you spit and or bit someone. Just some of the few behaviors that just, were I mean, written it's, into the bill or the yes, law, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's definitely rude behavior. <laughs> no mistaking spitting right. and biting. However, if you were a person who was not HIV positive and you and you spit on someone or you bit someone, then you probably got your ass beat or you know fined or you know yeah. misdemeanor. Maybe yeah. But if you're maybe. HIV positive, this would be a felony. a felony. Yeah, a felony. You'd be arrested and charged with a felony. And also, if you had sex with a person and did not. No, I'm sorry. In some states, if you have sex and you're HIV positive, you can be charged with a felony. In some states, if you have sex and do not use a condom and you're HIV positive, you can be charged with a felony. In some states, if you have sex, whether or not you use a condom, if you're HIV positive and if you have not I'm sorry. And if you cannot prove that you have previously disclosed your mm-hmm. status, you can be charged with a felony. What is the other one? Well, there's, there's just so many. But I just wanted to um, speak up on what you had said that, you know, you were going to let people know where we got our facts and stuff that you may putting you may be putting out um, old facts or whatnot. What I looked up was from the HIV law and policy. Wait, which she used to work for, right? Well, well, Ross, right? Shout out to a Center for HIV Law and Policy. Yes, yeah, I and did what, work there. What I found, I think, was the most recent. Um, it was HIV criminalization in the U.S. And I think it was from 2017 or 2016, something like that. But Well, shout out to Catherine Hansen and the team over there. They are the first and the foremost on the forefront of this issue, trying to get the laws changed. And they are always up to date. They work right. on this yeah, issue yeah, every, yeah. every so day. So I don't think what we'll, what we say will be a bit off from what the actual facts are. Anyway, David. So, by any chance, have you heard of any of these criminal laws? I heard of them, but I didn't think. Like I heard them a long time ago, and I okay. think they were still around. Yeah, because me, I had heard of them as somebody living with HIV for eight years. I had always heard of them, but I never really. With the exception of one time I went to go listen to some people talk about it. But I really wasn't too knowledgeable about it. And I don't think most people are. I thought it was like a previous law that happened in the 80s and it was already like done for. Right. But that I makes didn't sense. think it was right. still a thing. In 32 states. Yeah. In 32 states, which is the majority. Yeah. And you see, the problem with these laws it, is that they're completely outdated. They're charging these people which are disproportionately people of color who are gay. Mm-hmm. Um, that alone is a problem. And they're charging it based on what HIV used to be, you know, a lethal um, or a dead um, diagnosis. Like a death, sentence. death sentence. That's what yeah. I was saying. Thank you, David. Um, which it no longer is. It's a treatable disease. If we're being 100% honest, people that I know, people that I, I'm familiar with, like comfortable with, I feel like most people that have... HIV who are positive are healthier than people who are negative. And that's not saying that like people who are negative aren't healthy, just more like you have to keep getting checked. You have to keep Correct. Fi- yeah. like understanding your own status. So I don't think that it's what it was before. It's not a death sentence. It's not right. lethal. If anything, you can live your life just as long, if not longer. 
Correct. I, I totally agree with you, David. And uh, thanks for bringing that up. It's true. Um, we do have to get checked out every three to four months. And due to that, you know, um, if there is some sort of cancer or something, any illness, you know, it's usually caught, detected early and it's treatable. And that's why we do live. We tend to live longer lives and also because of ARVs. Right, Ross? You know, absolutely. And to your point, I, I just pulled up from the Center for HIV Law and Policy dot I'm sorry, HIV Law and Policy dot org, which is the website for the Center for HIV Law and Policy. They have this really handy um, PDF of a map. And basically the overview is that six states require or if you are convicted um, as if you're convicted under their uh, HIV specific laws, they require you six states require you to um, to register as a sex offender. And that's South Dakota, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Kentucky. Louisiana should be there, too. Yeah, it's Louisiana, Arkansas. (laughs) It's it's I'm sorry. It's Tennessee, not Kentucky, Tennessee and Ohio. And then you have 34 states have HIV specific laws, which means these HIV specific laws. These include sex, spitting, biting or blood exposure, needle sharing organ, blood, or semen donation, sex work, there is a law for a specific sentence enhancement if you are HIV positive, and there are also laws for persons with STIs and HIV, and 34 states have that. Um, There's quite a few. I can tell you New York is not one. Mm -mm. Um... We're lucky we're in NYC, honey. But Illinois is. Um, and so is Missouri. And Idaho. But is anyone going there? I, I don't... <laughs> you want some Where potatoes? <laughs> now that's shade. Okay, that is shade. <laughs> uh, Montana and uh, Michigan and... Um, oh, Jor- not Georgia. Um, Mississippi. So then there are 22 states with just general felony laws. See, these laws are they use general felony laws to prosecute people living with HIV. And your big state of Texas is one of is one of those. Now, there are some states that have both. Well, they have not. I guess there's one more category. There is a there's 23 states that have communicable communicable disease laws that sometimes include HIV. Um, right. It doesn't necessarily mean HIV doesn't fall under that, um, right. under that umbrella in some. Um, and of these 23, some of these, they impose criminal punishment for STI exposure or transmission um, instead of offering to isolate or quarantine, which I guess that's generous. Um, and in the United States, Thanks. as of 2017, <laughs> yeah, people like they <laughs> did ridiculous. in Cuba. Yeah. So as of 2017, 303 people living with HIV have been arrested and or charged under these state laws since 2008. 
This number represents reported cases, but the actual number is likely higher because some people don't report. Um, and there could be, they may be charged and it could be sealed that they're being charged under the HIV specific law, but they're going to jail for something related to their um, sexual um, activity, but more specifically because of their health status. Because essentially this is what we're talking about. People being charged for living human lives because of their health status. Um, Yes, where they're being criminalized. People that are already mar- marginalized as it is, LGBT and people of color, now they're being criminalized for being HIV positive. Um, and talking about... Did you want to say something? No. Um, and talking about um, convictions and being charged, uh, while I was going through some research on the whole HIV criminalization, I read up on Michael Johnson. Oh, that's Yeah, really which was probably one. the re- really hard one, which was just, you know, recent... Um, the article came out September, my God, this month on pause.com. Oh, there's, it, it's a recent one. Yeah, recent oh, one. Oh, wow, okay. So he was going to be given 30 years for infecting one person and then what they call exposing, I forget what they called it, but they then, you know, intentionally exposing other people to the virus. Anyway, um, if he went to trial, he could face up to 30 years he did. in Missouri. He was convicted. But, well, I thought he, from what I read, he was a, a plea bargain for 10 years. No, they they convicted him of 30 years. Jesus. I think he I think they may have done some kind of appeal happen. OK, he maybe did get uh, 30 years. Yes, 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 yes. That sounds right. And then they appealed it and then he did a plea bargain and now he's getting 10 years. Either way, guys, 10 years. Still too much. 10 years. Wait, uh, he appealed. Look, it's on pause.com. All right, I'll, I'll look it up. Because I, the, thing, the only reason I'm asking is because they, I do remember very specifically that he got convicted of the 30 years because mm-hmm. it, it was really egregious and it was a big old deal when it happened. And I believe and he had been on trial for like a year and a half. And it was just a horrible, horrible, racist, horribly racist whole scene. Yeah, so I think it was he was indicted in 2013, if I recall from from that yeah. article. He served four years. It's 2017 now, and I believe now in the plea bargain, if I read correctly, it was brought down to ten years. Um, That's still ridiculous. Now yeah. let's talk about how you prove all of this, and it's absolutely ridiculous. How can there is no way of actually proving this one person infected me? You know, a lot of this. A lot of these convictions um, and charges are brought just by he said, she said. Um, panic, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and completely unfair. Um, and like I said before, you know, they're going after people that are already marginalized um, in society. You know, these vulnerable communities, men of color. And I don't mean to put us in a victim kind of, kind of state of mind, but I mean, that's the truth. Um, HIV affects the, the biggest community, I believe, is uh, men of color, gay men of color. Yeah. Um, and also another conviction. Did you want to? Yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, um, you were right. So they did appeal it. And on appeal, the original conviction, which he did get, the original 30-year conviction was overturned. And he then took... A, he accepted a 10-year sentence for not disclosing his HIV status to his sex partners 
um, and that and under Missouri law. Right, and what Missouri law states, and I quote, people living with HIV must disclose their HIV status to sexual partners, and condom use is not a defense. So let's say he did use a condom, and he didn't disclose his status, he would still be persecuted for not disclosing his status, even if he thought that using a condom was protecting the person, or even if he was on ARVs, which I think is fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, they have one of the... Missouri has actually... Uh, the most agree one of the most egregious laws in the United States because it does not require intent and therefore right uh, I mean and it's he said she said really because what if when he got to the apartment he was like hey just you know before we do this I'm positive but the guy when this like panic of like oh my god I just had sex with someone positive is like no I'm gonna report him that or vengeance some sort yeah. of vindictive yeah. piece of shit you know who you broke up with me. You know what, yeah. motherfucker? I was probably already positive or I've been positive yeah. or whatever. Who put um, that ass for the day? And I'm going to go after you. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. And also in Missouri, there was another man who was convicted of reckless exposure, even though his girlfriend was came out still negative. Um, and he was sentenced to one year of, of prison time, even though she was negative. I mean, I believe he did not disclose... We should also get into this this closing, yeah. Because it's such a touchy subject. It really is. It's a difficult subject to get into. Um, Not for me. It's very easy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Your health status is your personal business. It is your personal business, and what you do with your body is also your personal business. Right. If you, at your own personal business and your personal discretion, decide to have sex and decide that you do not want to use a condom, you must face whatever life-changing or not life-changing results that happen because of your choice. That's it. A person does not have a responsibility to protect you from anything. You must protect yourself. You, there is one glaring exception and there are all that behavior is already criminalized and that's called rape. And I do think if a person has been raped and as a result of the rape acquires an STI, I do think that I don't it's bad enough they were raped, but yeah, if you alter a person's life physically permanently after you've already done serious emotional damage to them by raping them, yeah, I think that perhaps you should have more like, you didn't just rape the person, but you also gave them a life-threatening mm-hmm. disease, mm-hmm. and it was not their choice, mm-hmm. you know? People claim that, well, it's not my choice. If I, have se- if, if I decide to have uh, sex with you without using a condom and you don't tell me, no, it is your choice. Because here's the thing. You can get um, HSV2, herpes simplex virus 2, also known as regular genital herpes, and that is also life-threatening if untreated, and it also, it also, there is also no cure, and there are also very few, if zero, uh, specific criminal felony laws on the books because it is so common, it is so prevalent in humans, and having sex without condoms is the most human thing to do. The thing is, is that so, so for me, I don't think disclosure, I think it's, n- it's not a touchy subject. I think 
if you expect a person to uh, quote unquote protect you by disclosing their known status, if they even know it, it's it's it is a simple pass the buck piece of bullshit type of attitude because the person may not know their status. The person may not have been tested recently. The person may know their status and might not in be in that window period. Mm-hmm. They may be in the window period. They may. I mean, there could be so many variables as to why what a person says to you may not be necessarily accurate. And so if you're going by what they're saying and you think you're protected, you're wrong. So here's the thing. If you if you know that HIV is prevalent or even possible and it is a big worry and a big concern to you, then you should take all necessary precautions. If it's not, or even if it is, and you decide, oh, well, this person, um, for whatever reason, you decide that you're going to not use a condom and condoms don't protect you from everything like herpes for example Mm. but if you decide you're not going to use a condom it is your decision you don't get to come back and then call police and charge a person for anything related to your choice and your behavior that is your choice and your behavior and that's it and the other person has no no responsibility to tell you their personal health status especially in this time that we're living in in 2017 because if if that person let's say the person is positive and the person is on uh, antiretrovirals and they're adherent and they're undetectable, which most of the people who are on antiretrovirals are, then even if, let's say worst case, let, let me just tell you this. Let's just say it's a person who is just, I don't care, whatever. I'm going to fuck everyone raw. Even if they ask me, I'm not going to tell them. It's none of their damn business or whatever. Fine. You can think that's morally reprehensible if you want. Here's the thing. That person is not going to transmit to you anyway. Have you been exposed? I mean, ask the scientists. You maybe, maybe not, but it definitely is not enough to transmit. So, you know, that's my feeling on disclosure. Hate me if you want. I really don't give a fuck. That's my feeling and my opinion about it. Shots fired. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You're not playing games today. Uh, David, so what do you what do you think about that? I As a negative <clears throat> man, man not living with HIV. I agree because I have had relations with people who are positive. And I'm very upfront about it. I'm very, like, open about it. And... Everyone that I've slept with that has been HIV positive has been undetectable, and I've had raw sex, and nothing has happened. Oh. And I've had this whole discussion. I remember this guy on Facebook. I don't remember his name. I have to check my block list. Uh-oh. <laughs> but. Okay. There you go. I remember he put up this thing, and it was like when PrEP just started becoming like more common, and mm-hmm. people were talking about it. And he was like, I don't care if there's medication or not. If you have AIDS... Oh, Jesus Christ. We're not fucking. And I, and I simply was real cute. And I was like, honey, HIV and AIDS are two different things. Yeah. And if he's got AIDS, he's probably not fucking anyone. Okay. Probably not even himself. So that's what I said, right? And then he goes, you're right. The least aside is post again. If you're not clean, I'm not oh, fucking you. Oh, shit. Bitch. Oh, so no. then I was like, okay. David out here letting them know, honey. The worst thing I was like, I ain't got time for this. I mean, matter of fact. Black. I got the time today. Oh, you did? Okay, so thank you. I thank you went so much. In and I was like telling him, like, hey, listen, there are more chances of you getting something from someone who is 
hiding their status than for someone who is upfront about who, who what their uh, what their status is, what their medica- like if they're undetectable, like everything they're doing. You know, you're being ignorant right now because you're just closing off people. I see what I see just because of something they have. And like you wouldn't be like, I'm not fucking you if you don't have cancer. Like that's right. that's stupid. Right, right, right. And so, then he goes, So what does it matter to you? You're an, are you positive? I'm like, oh I, I'm not positive, but that's I've besides the point. been with people who are positive and I, you don't have to be positive to speak up. And he goes, Oh, so you're a bug chaser. Oh, oh god. my god. And that's when the block list came in and I was like, You're telling yeah. you're giving me you're giving me his name after we, we get we finish this. Yeah. Okay, because this may be the same person that I had to go off on uh, one time on Facebook. Yeah. Who's a disgusting piece of whatever you want to call him. Yeah. A waste um, of skin. But so I'll play devil's advocate. Um there Why? Been, the devil got enough advocates. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's true. Um well not even devil's advocate. What I've been what, what I've been told many times from negative uh, men and women is if you are HIV positive, the person that you're with deserves 100% to know that you're HIV positive and that you, you know, you should give them the choice um, to choose whether to be with somebody or not. Um, Here's David. what I say to that. I appreciate you telling me, but it's not my place to demand that you tell me. And especially if we're like, if we're going to have a relationship, we're going to be dating, then that's different. Because I feel like, you know, then I'm going to be part of your life and I'm going to have questions. And I'm, you know, obviously it's your choice to tell me or not. But if we're just fucking and you are on your medication, you're, you're undetectable and we're just fucking. And I, me, I'm like, yeah, you know, kill my shit, bro. Let's do this. If I choose, <laughs> Ross, she said, kill my shit, raw. Like, if I choose to be, if I choose right, right, right. to say, like, before the conversation starts, I'm just like, hey, listen, I just want to fuck raw. It's up to you to tell me. But at the same time, if you don't want to tell me, especially because there's so much stigma out there that I know for a fact that some people probably be like, hey, just letting you know, I'm HIV positive. Like, oh, okay, block. Well, thank you so much for bringing up that word stigma, David, because I was going to bring that up, and can, that was perfectly what you said. Go ahead, Ross. Sorry, can I just I just want to say something about this because it's it's int- I think it's interesting because the assumption is that in that scenario you're talking about condomless sex, mm-hmm. and that's not what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is the person is saying, if you're HIV positive, you have a responsibility to tell your partner mm-hmm. that you're HIV positive. That's a general statement. It's, it doesn't say anything specific about whether or not you're going to uh, use condoms or not, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think if that's just this, if if the deciding factor is your health status, then it should be your health status. So. If you're that concerned, you should ask. Now, I do think if we're in, yes. if your person that's is... That's a good point. That's yeah, a good point. If you're yeah. that concerned, you should ask. Because here's the thing. It's a really good point. If I have one testicle... I'm serious. If a, Okay, if, you have, if you're dealing with a dude that has one testicle, that is, you know, could be something sexual that I want to know. You know, maybe I'm into, you know, just that... <laughs> Teabagging oh, all day. That deep... Ball situation. Maybe I can't get hard unless. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, if I got, if, if a person has one ball, right? Do they need to tell you before you have sex that they have one ball? It is technically a physical and health status, right? They have one ball. They don't have two. 
right? And you're expecting two. You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Or 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 um, I don't know. You can't catch anything. You here's the thing. A person, even if you ask a person if they're healthy, if a person is HIV positive, and they are on their regimen and undetectable, they are healthy. Probably more healthy than people who don't go to the doctor mm-hmm. every three months and mm-hmm. are constantly being monitored. Right. So they are healthy. So that didn't answer the question. If you really want to know if it's HIV, you need to ask them. Are they HIV positive? Mm-hmm. That's it. Because if you're just saying, if you think that they have the the onus is on them to inform you, that's ridiculous, honestly. I mean, they tell you, I mean, you don't ask them if they got conjunctivitis. And now I want to go back to this stigma <laughs> thing because it, it, it's every, all of this is completely correlated. Uh, this whole HIV criminalization perpetuates stigma. And these uh, the people who are HIV negative who demand um, to know people's HIV status and, like you said, then go ahead and block, they're perpetuating stigma. Mm-hmm. So how do you expect HIV positive people to be completely open and, and, you know, whatever about their HIV status when they know that there could be serious repercussions, not just rejection uh, from a partner, but, you know, also um, b- their status being disclosed to the rest of the world, to their job, um, and so on and so forth. So when people demand, I mean, well, let's just go to this. I'm HIV positive. I was infected. All of, all of us were all positive people, all positive men and women were obviously infected. He didn't know that he was positive at the time. And I made that choice of having, you know, condomless sex with him after some time and I put myself in that situation I might have pointed the finger once out of anger and insecurity and just bullshit but then I'm like wait but I put myself in that position um so like Ross said you need to really just look in the mirror first and if it's that you know big of an issue um which I understand then you know you should ask you should really go ahead and be like you know you're HIV positive or you're HIV negative what's your HIV status or any other STIs yeah and jumping back on that, it's just more like, it's not just one thing to ask, it's how you ask. Because if you're saying, are you clean, that's not going to get you anywhere. Right. If you're saying, hey, um, I only fuck neg- negative men, are you positive? It's like, that's not setting me up for a good conversation. Right. You know, you have to be sensitive to the way you ask people, because I feel like people online are rude. That's yeah. just the point. That's that's just that's just people online are what? Or rude. rude. Oh, rude. Yeah. They're just rude. So well, they like, no that one's gonna no one's gonna have manners. You know, they're fresh out of manners on a Thursday night looking for dick. So, you know, it's just more about if it means so much to you, ask. But at the same time, realize that these are people and humans that you are talking to, not just sex robots. You know, just be like. Ugh. I can have that raw dick. No. And above all, educate yourself on the on the topic yeah. before you make any sort of decision, like yeah. blocking someone. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. people some people can't handle having sex with someone who is positive, and that's okay. You're not you know not everyone has to fuck everyone, but just know all the scenarios. Just know every side to the story before you make these rash decisions and just like oh well fuck you you're positive. I mean I think I think that's great to um, for people to do. I don't think anyone I think surprisingly especially I should say particularly with gay men I'm often surprised at how myopic and how little empathy gay men have 
not all, but many have for various people in various different experiences. So you may have a person who recognizes that maybe they're from a different class culture uh, or class status or class strata than someone else. They may be people who recognize um, different different um, privileges based on all kinds of subjective societal standards, whether it's race, whether it's body image, whether it's height, whether all kinds of things. And there may be people who really get that we, you know, we need to be concerned about the earth and other oppressed people, women, and all kinds of situations, you know. Um, And then you find you're shocked when they're really ignorant when it comes to this kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think ultimately... I would prefer that people were sensitive and recognize there was another human on the other end of their app or however they're interacting with the people. Um, And I think ultimately, even if they ask in a fucked up way, if you're really concerned, you should ask, right? Because here's the thing. If the person is positive, better they know you're an asshole right up front and not waste that good nut on somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. On you, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's no, actually what I was going to say, you yeah. know, like as an HIV positive person, from my experience, it's not about ethics or about morals for me. Well, I mean, it is partially, but above all, it's just the easiest way to filter out who's an asshole and who isn't. Just yep. saying it from the get. Listen, I'm positive, by the way. It says it all in my profiles anyway. Um, applications. <laughs> I know. Who does read? Oh, that is so strange to they, me. I'm like, you're out here. And you're so concerned. Oh, oh, you don't even read the fucking profile. So here's the thing. Mm. There, in a lot of these cases, um, the, the advocates and the people who are fighting this, this HIV-specific criminalization laws, the people who are really trying to change these laws mm. for justice, they actually recommend that if you're positive, put it on your profile Here's the thing. Interestingly enough, people aren't reading the profiles, but if you've put it out there, they can't claim all of a sudden that they're all, oh my God, I was so devastated when I found out. Oh, you mean after he busts that big nut inside you and then the next day you're like, fuck, oh man, I wonder if I need to get tested. And then you go back and look at the profile and you're like, oh. Oh my God! How did I miss this? Oh, because you were looking at the abs and the ass and the dick. That's that's how you missed it. You know what I mean? So that's your fault. And that's the problem with these laws, also. That even if you had some proof, you know that you did disclose or whatever, there's still room for persecution. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and this is what it's ludicrous. Te- technically, the word is prosecution, but your point is well taken. Oh, what is it? <laughs> you said persecution, Pro- but per- that is what they're doing. It feels <laughs> like the same Pro- language per- trials anyway. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, <laughs> prosecuted, prosecuted. People haven't changed since then. So, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And yeah, these laws need to go away. And what's funny is that, again, when I heard about these laws, I'm like, oh, that's just, you know, the panic of the 80s. No one knew what they were talking about. No one knew what happened. They were just scared. But it's 2017 and people are still scared about stupid shit. Yeah, and this, there's people who are still serving these sentences, like Michael. Yeah. Um, for just it's simply not being the HIV it's positive. The, it's the present. It's, it's the reality. It's ridiculous. Well, it's not simply because the person is HIV positive. It's usually because the kind of sex the person is having people consider icky, and the person that they're having sex with 
people consider that those two encounters to be inappropriate or going to say icky again. He's, well, that's yeah. that's what it is. Well, it is. People feel that way. Yeah, have you ever Positive, gotten people? Yeah. You get people to describe what ex- like what exactly is your problem with gay sex? Specifically penile anal sex and people are like I, it's just I don't know. It's just you know, they'll they'll straight up they'll hide behind, "Oh, it's against the Bible." Oh, this, oh that. I'm like, "Really?" Because a lot of things are against the Bible and I don't see visceral like disgust on your face. No, it's icky to you and that's what it is. You just think it's dirty or whatever. Maybe you think everybody who's, you know, doing anal is into scat or something. And it's even ickier for someone of color. <laughs> well, much ickier. It's very bad if the um, top is positive and he's black and the bottom is white. Now, not in porn. Not in porn. Shots Apparently, that's the pref. That's the preferable. <laughs> the preference. That's the preference. Bring it to the floor. Yeah, and and part of the and part of the thing, um, part of the racial component. I mean, I wouldn't even say the racial component. The prosecution of um, um, Michael Johnson uh, was very much a prosecution of a big black man and his big black dick. That's what that was. He he used to his profile. I think he was in the ballroom house scene. And he, if I'm not mistaken, he walked body or something or sex siren or something. And his profile names were um, Tiger Mandingo. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He said Mandingo. Tiger. That's that's just a name. (laughs) David got red. So, I mean, but the thing is, like, this is, this is. This is graphic. I'm a woman of a oh, certain quality. You're a lady, honey, of course. They hear these words. But that also of- reminds me of, do you remember, I don't know, like a couple years ago when that fucking shit at BBQs with the two little white guys wearing their privilege after Labor Day oh. and they were fucking like, oh my God, he attacked me with the chair. It's, it's all, and yes. he was gay too. Right. <laughs> right, right. It's they all, were calling see, it a thing. hate crime. You don't, you're, you're, here's the thing. They Save have been trying to- from the big to, black man. Exactly. Oh, except for in the very safe environment where I've objectified him for my jack-off pleasure because they don't have any problem with that. Right. And so when these little twinks tried to create their fantasy in real life, they had regret after they fucked him. Now, I don't know if... The thing is, from everything that I saw there, it's unclear on whether or not this guy told him some people say it's unclear whether he actually even understood what being HIV positive meant. And for people of a certain age who were alive and aware of what was happening in the 80s, even if they were children, and for some of us who came of age in the 90s and the 2000s, especially before ARVs, if you were if you hit your teenage years before ARVs, you were definitely like HIV was still a death sentence for real. People did live a little bit longer, but they were still dead. I mean, the first time I got an HIV test, it was, well, if this is positive, you'll have, you know, uh, three months to seven years, seven years if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing. This was the 90s. So if you're born after or around the time the ARVs came out, you don't know a world where people die of AIDS. No. You don't know that world. It's not on the television. You don't hear about it. It's nothing. It's just like for these, for a lot of these people, some were born HIV positive, 
Um, others acquired it later. But the way it's been explained to me is essentially it's very similar if you go in with herpes. And they do the tests, HSV2. Here's your, here's your blue pill or white pill or whatever pill your Valtrex is coming in and take this every day. Um, if it's a real bad breakout, maybe take two. And then after a course of time, maybe they don't take it. It's very similar with HIV now. You know, they, that's pretty much it's, it's, it is routine to the point that they have a term test and treat. Test them, treat them, test them, treat them, and then people move on. That's what it is. Now, you can understand why a person who, who had just entered college in 2013. I don't know when he entered yeah. college, but he, mean, he was indicted, he was in I believe, in right. 2013. Exactly. You can understand why people in that age group just would not even understand what it meant to anyone who lived through it. And so this idea that, oh, my God, how do you not know? How do you not know? Oh, please. It's easy to not know. No one's walking around sick like they were. No one is. That just is not happening. It's just not happening. So, I mean, oh, no, I heard someone had HIV recently and died. The guy was like 41. And I don't remember who who it was. But But it made the news because it was like. A rarity. Yeah, yeah, I was like, can you believe someone didn't get treated and died from, you know, from HIV um, or from AIDS? I also wanted to give a shout out to uh, Robert Suttle, who I think, Ross, you may know um, or have heard of. He was sentenced to six months in Louisiana. I do know Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I read his article and it definitely put things in... Uh, perspective um so if anybody wants to like read that they should definitely google it to any of our two listeners um it <laughs> we'll was have a link it was it. it was a really good article um and yeah he was sentenced to six months and then he has to have sex offender on his license for 15 years um in the state of louisiana yeah yeah um had him disclose his that well nobody knew that he was positive nobody knew that he was gay and his world just came crumbling down because of this law um and the article just was really well written and it put a lot of stuff in perspective for me so thank you robert no absolutely and he's been a tireless advocate actually um for changing these laws because they are draconian and they are unjust now the there there is i feel like there's a practical point to it because the fact of the matter is if we as eric and i have discussed people don't say that they're having natural sex meaning sex without condoms (laughs) yeah i mean let's be real that's how there's two fucking sides to a story and girl you you wanted to get fucked raw you wanted that nut and now you want to go and cry and make a fuss about it you're an adult i didn't fucking hate my ex when he infected me he didn't know and even if he did i mean i put myself there anyway mm-hmm. so the the thing is, is that everyone, it's important, I think, for people, especially, especially you girls who like to travel and, and while out on vacation, 
You need to check in to what... <laughs> David, did you think he was going to come for you? A little bit. I was like, girls like to travel. I go to Brooklyn all the time. <laughs> God, <That's yeah>. stupid. <laughs> you know, people do a lot of things when they are on vacation that they don't do when they're at home. Yes. Mm. I know people who do all kinds of things on vacation that they don't do at home. And so... Blah, blah, blah. In the United States, where, so let's name off. Where, where are the where are some of the favorite spots for the girls to while out? Dominican Republic. I was just gonna say the same thing. Oh, no, 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 no. I said in the United States. Oh. Miami, Miami, Miami. Okay, West Hollywood. Oh, not Miami. West Miami, Hollywood. West Hollywood. To, to that point. So here, here's your law in Miami. Okay, this is how it goes. You can. In New York, it's just probably misdemeanor usually. In New York, what? In New York, it's a misdemeanor mostly. You don't. There's no HIV specific law in New York. No. No. There have there has been a person charged under the general law. The general right, but felony I meant, law. I mean, in general, like if charged in general under whatever STIs, I believe you're just like from what I read, somebody was charged with just like a misdemeanor. I wasn't like a felony or anything. Well, let's start with New York. Okay, so in New York. Let's see. Right. I just want to make sure I get to the most relevant part. Mommy, remember I have a dick point. A dick point. A dick appointment. I do. Okay, people living with HIV in New York State have been prosecuted under general criminal laws and may be subject to indefinite civil commitment. So there is the case of a black guy named Nushan Williams. He has a different name now. Change his name, todo. <laughs> who was convicted, oh my God, many years ago in 1997... Uh, of statutory rape and various other things who, if I'm not mistaken, the woman went on to become his wife, but that's here and there. I read about that one. Yeah. So basically I believe he is the only one who they did this to. And he's from a small town. In fact, a friend of mine lived in his town. The point is, is that this is the racial thing. His, the girls were white. And so they just couldn't take out state that this dude was fucking white girls. And so they got him. And when he, so they got him with statutory rape and then they increased it with, um, with especially because he was, um, HIV positive. And so what they've done now, he served his sentence, but they're saying he's a threat to the public because of his HIV status. And so he's in this like indefinite detention and sort of like a halfway house situation where they, well, I mean, his case gets kind of complicated. I thought there were some mental health issues in that. I mean, in that case, from what I, from what I recall, there are. That's what I'm saying. I his think case gets I really think it's different. Yeah, I think with that, it was like a whole like many factors other than just the there, HIV. There were some some other factors, but they're essentially using HIV as a reason to not let him be free in the world. <laughs> and so, well, there you go, ladies that and gentlemen. Happens, but. There is no specific HIV law here, uh, criminal law here in New York. And um, also, 
you can't be prosecuted for not disclosing your status in New York State. Um, and yeah, basically in New York, New York is just like New York makes sense. You if you if you get HIV here, you acquired HIV because you didn't do what you needed to do to not get HIV. And so basically that's what it Cold is. Cold bloody. I mean, here's the thing. That's the facts and that's the law. And that's, and that's shade. shade. <laughs> If truth, it is, I mean, girl, I mean, if, 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 truth, if truth is shade, then I'm under the that's cloud. That's how I fucking I mean, it's took okay. it. That's what happened to us. It's, it's not shade. It's just a fact. Exactly. Right. But if you want to go down to Florida and get your raw fuck on and you are positive. Oh, girl, good luck. Um, just check the law first. Be, um, I would. I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to give any legal advice. But... I would say if a person is HIV positive, they should probably take their date somewhere else and have sex. Uh, or get, or get something signed. Because, you know, the girls are shady no matter where you are. But make a video. Get, make get, a video. Record it. Yeah, I am telling a, him right now yes, I'm HIV positive. Exactly. Like, state your name. State your name. State his and record name. it. Or... Serotypically, serotyp- I'm saying the word wrong right now, but secretly, just have record the conversation like y'all do anyway. Y'all know y'all be on that app recording people all the time. Just say, just say whatever it is that you're normally gonna say in your conversation and record it because in Florida you could be prosecuted. Yeah. You might they might have to run your ass out of the state. Huh? Everything horrible happens in Florida. Right? A lot of horribleness happens. Anyway, um, the the rules also. We'll give you, we'll, we'll put the link up. It's, I gotta tell you, I used to work at a place and I had to uh, facilitate uh, group information and risk reduction for young men who are HIV positive. And every time I introduced, like this was like an evergreen topic. So every few months I would re- bring out, you know, the materials about this topic. Now the group, people came for their incentives essentially their little metro card and their gift card or whatever they got for showing up and getting their um don't spread hiv message but when i would preview and tell them i'd be like tell your friends you need to find out about this because it's one thing to be positive and have to live your life it's another thing to be prosecuted and y'all know the girls will prosecute you some people i think actually will come to the group because they wanted to try to prosecute somebody which is real shady. <laughs> 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 Which is real shady. But people will come. Um, and actually, that one was very popular. And also the one w- about um, which street drugs interact with your HIV medications. Oh, Both yeah. very, very popular. Oh, very important. <laughs> very important. You know, important. We, we could go there on that one. There's a well, Actually, whole thing I wanted to talk it. to you about that. What the next topic should be. So I definitely want it to be either religion or trans-attracted men. I think maybe religion just because of everyone is doing the whole pray for, pray for. Um, and I Pray. Think- we need money. And we need to send batteries to Puerto Rico and water. I'm sorry. I, you sent me off on a tangent. I think, I think <clears throat> David, I don't know, actually, as one of our listeners, one of our two. I, I think it should be religion. Okay. Because like I said earlier, 
People are praying for, praying for, they don't know what they're praying for. What happened? Mm. Listen, I'm telling you, I will not don't get me lie, started. knock on wood. I agree. Someone posted, pray for Paris when that whole Paris uh, shootout happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I hope she gets better. And they thought it was Paris fucking Hilton. <laughs> that is so absurd. And I believe it to be 100% true. Yeah. So they're just praying, but they don't know they're praying for. And then they're like, oh, I, I, I changed my Facebook cover photo. So I'm helping. Praying lets you get away with doing shit to help people. Let's. Oh yeah, God, yeah, I can't no, take no, no, it. no. I agree. I agree. We will talk about um, this. And I think we should bring in. I think so that we we aren't divide. Well, it will. This will be. We're divisive. gonna be divisive anyway. No, no, no. It, so that this is more inclusive. What was it that one of the people said? That no, it was one sided. So let's not make it one sided. I would. I'm gonna see. Do we if, have some religious people I, willing to come on? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty very sure that I can get somebody here that's religious, or at least somebody who is uh, an oxymoron, a gay Catholic. So. Oh, I wonder which one. I'm, I'm pretty couple. sure we can definitely find. Oh, that's some. easy. Yeah. Very but, easy. Yeah. So. So I we'll would do like it. We'll. we'll uh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I think religion is good. Episode yeah. five. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> episode five, we basically did a quick overview over how we hate these fucking HIV specific criminalization laws. Yes, and, and thank you, David, so much for coming, love, for listening, for coming and giving your two cents. Oh, they can't see me. <laughs> no, no, they can't. <laughs> There's she no was camera. Her, she was giving everybody a big hug. Exactly. Including us. So, babe, thank you so much for coming. You no should problem. come back again. I'm Most definitely. Down I would love if to. I'm not slaving away at work. Oh, so you're a uh, submissive, a sub, slaving away. We'll talk about that off the They're end. not okay. paying you. They're not off paying you well year. enough. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so next week. We're going to talk about religion and really how do active homosexuals <laughs> how partake do, in those religions? How do religion active now? homosexuals reconcile their devout religious convictions with their clearly sinful question mark homosexual behavior? Okay. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. This is Eric. This is Ross. And you've listened to Verse Verse. verse.